Hello and welcome to Peace, Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Damn, 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 and you've joined the latest episode of Peace and No Mind. My name is Raymond Tanner, and you're here at Transmission Roundhouse. So if any of you that want to get in touch with today's topic, hit me up at Peace and No Mind on Twitter, Peace and No Mind Show on Instagram. Peace of No Mind. I said, welcome back. You're here at Peace of No Mind. I'm tired of speaking to myself. I want to say hello as I introduce an old friend. Hello. What's good? What's good, you know? What's know. popping? What's popping? Just chilling in the corner, like, yo, yo. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready. <laughs> you know what it is? Like, ready's the best place to be. And yes. I'll, I'll be honest, like, today's been one of them mad days, bro. Like, literally, I brought, what was it? Like, I've just come from an event. I've just, it's, it's been mad running around. Like, I've just run to the roundhouse and I blatantly left my man just waiting outside for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I, I apologise. I apologise <laughs> now. Good. It's not cool. It's not cool. Because, you know what they always say with mm. timing? Like, if you're late for something, yeah. it means that you're more important than that person's time. That's not how mm. I felt, by the way. Okay. <laughs> like, just, just to make, make it clear. Yeah, just making it clear. Like, your time's definitely more important than my life. But what I will say is, yeah. like, I was just breezing and running through, like, obstacles. And it just all got a bit long it's for business. me, man. Business. Business, innit? But I saw you, like, the other day. And I was, yeah. like, I was just rolling through Insta. And then I see, right, my man's in Manchester. Yeah. I've so, been all over the place. All over Literally, the place. Yeah. Mad. And what was, was it your first time? Not up north. I have family up in Liverpool, so I go there quite a lot. But in Manchester, yeah, that was my first time. First ever Yeah, I time. found it so weird. Like, the trams and people could just walk out into the trams. Yeah, <laughs> I love Manchester. But I, I've got, when I went to Nottingham and I was like, yo, like, why is there just... You look, this is Tram City. Like, and then by that time, by the time I, like, I developed a bit and got a bit older and then went to Manchester, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just... That's, that's calm, it's like, that's, that's just part of the city, yeah. bro. That's part of the city, uh-huh. like can't adjust to that not at all bro nah. not unless we live in Croydon and then, <laughs> exactly yeah. I don't understand how Croydon cla- well technically classifies as some part of London no, 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 it no, seems no. like it's just not the you postcodes co- even uh, just no see what is it CR yeah CR like, something bro even you come Crazy. out of Croydon station and the air smells like you're in an air it's like you know what like, this, <laughs> the air this, is different the air is countryside different air. countryside air bro like cause I'm in thick pollutant like Kilburn like thick <laughs> pollutant the dark grey smog and then you go to Croydon and you're like your nose is on block side this is a free like yo like fam <laughs> this is actually very mad this is uh, very very mad but yeah so like manchester like what was what was going down in manchester uh, i was doing some filming for uh, itv cool it was uh, someone else that i a good friend of mine so i'm not actually going to be on tv i was just kind of back scene yeah essentially so what was what was kind of your involvement it was my friend i'm um, just doing a show i was more there for support and kind of just networking to be honest like i think it's important that even if you're not going to feature on shows like that, but you've got an opportunity to put yourself around that kind of that environment. Yeah, you and want to be. Yeah. So I was just thinking, you know, ITV, regardless, it's a big company. Let me just go support, network, speak to producers. So yeah, it was cool to just go down there. And obviously, day trip to Manchester. Why that, not? Bro, day, day trip. I'm sure you said they pay for a hotel and everything. Everything. Everything that we go. It's a night trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're here at Peace yeah. of No Man, baby. So what I need from you, like, I need from you, it just makes sense if you tell me what is a piece of my to you i think it's being in a space like i have a thinking spot personally that i go to there was the same hospital that my mom died in okay. so it's kind of like 
her essence is still there. So it's more of a place that I just feel like I can think outside of what's going on around me. So more like a parallel universe, I believe in that kind of stuff. So essentially, I kind of sit there and think about where my life is going to go future-wise, what I kind of want to pursue, what I want to try to avoid. You know, a place where I can think, I think I like being in control. And a peace of mind for me is being able to get my life together, well, thoughts-wise mm. and actions-wise. So and that's clear, clear that mind mindset. Yeah. So when you're saying that place, is that a place, a physical place you visit or is it just a mental place that you kind of visualize? No, it's a like, physical, yeah. but it's okay. also kind of a mental. Like I'm, I'm sat there and I know the environment I'm in, but my eyes are closed. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does, okay. it does. No, 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 it makes, it makes complete sense. <laughs> I've actually known you for the longest. Like, <laughs> Several like years. Like for the longest. Like, And now, now you're a model, you're an influencer, bringing yeah. the torch forward for a lot of great sort of topics. Okay. So I think the best thing to do is me to go into a bit more about my story. I didn't understand gender when I was little. I think it's important to put in this. So that's like how it kind of started. So didn't really understand what was going on to do with gender. Kind of went to an all girls school. So now everyone's listening kind of like, well, you know, you sound like a guy. So yeah. let me just clear it up. So I'm transgender. Um, I transitioned from female to male. I'm currently 23 years old and I'm kind of known for being a transgender model now. You yeah. know, I fell into that category after leaving an all girls school. You know, I decided that when I left, I wanted to promote you know, it, it's okay to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to put out for other transgender people and say that it's okay to come up to media and, you know, kind of expose yourself essentially because you kind of spend a lot of time trying to be hidden away from things because you're so, you know, caught up with how you feel inside and you don't want to express that with other people. It's, it's a hard time to be, you know, especially at a young, a young age. It's very Just difficult. young in general. Like, yeah, just not really understand what's going on with you. So my transition was very hard, but you know, I came out the end of the tunnel mm. and it was like there. And now I'm doing a lot to do with media and I've got featured on multiple publications at the moment. So yeah. I've known you son, from when I was yeah. like nine and stuff. Yeah. And that whole process, like... You've seen it, I've, I've actually, no, I've seen it. And you know what? There was a bit of time where I probably never saw you for a few years. I never, yeah. you, you dropped off the radar. I, you know, life moves on, everyone's moving on and stuff. I remember then I, I met you again and I remember looking, I was like, rah, you know what, Kenny? Like, yeah, you've changed. Do you remember the time I was walking through Westfield? Yeah. And uh, obviously I was working in Westfield. You must have been working in office or something. Yeah, I worked in and office. And that was when, that was, that was the, that was when. That was, the, yeah, that was that, the link I think up. That was the latest yeah. in, in like, yeah. you know, the transition. And it was just like, yo, Kenny, you're looking good. Like yeah. I see it looking happy, healthy and that. Like I, I was, was like, a lot happier though. Yeah, a I lot happier. Like yeah. getting discount on shoes or whatever. I know, you winning. Know, lunch break, <laughs> like, I was there like flexing and everyone and that. And it was bad. Like, and that's what I mean. Like over that period, obviously I've seen you, like yeah. you're looking like a good, healthy human being like right now. Yeah. I think it's more of my own kind of experience. Like, it's funny because I feel like I'm doing it for the younger me. Not necessarily, not necessarily, obviously a younger me doesn't exist right now, but people that can relate to my story right now because i remember being in a space where i was very i wouldn't necessarily say depressed because i feel like it's a heavy word but mm. i was upset i didn't really understand what was going on with me i didn't feel like i had the right support around me mm. that i had no kind of no one to look up to that i felt was a similar person to me you know in terms of like transitioning wise and i just think back now and i'm just like how much would have it like my life would have been better if i had someone like me to relate to that i could look out there and see and it you know, I just decided that, you know what, why am I standing here hoping that somebody else does it when I'm more than capable of doing it for myself? So I decided to, you know, take over essentially and just kind of put my story out there in hopes to inspire other people and to make them feel more confident with who they are, regardless of gender or whatever your beliefs are, whatever. Like be comfortable with you and it's okay to be yourself. Be authentic yeah. like all around. Yeah, just be you. Like people will hate you regardless to whatever you do in life. And, you know, 
I've been fortunate that I don't get so much hate. People do support me, but I feel like that's because I'm such like just a go at yeah, person. You have to. You have to. You and have you know to. What if you don't is. like it, you have to respect yeah. it. Yeah. One thing you said to me earlier, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, you know what? Whether people like it or not, they respect me. Yeah. And that that is that is true because yeah. ever since I've known you, like you've always had this air of like even the way you treat people. Yeah. Like I treat like, you exactly how I'd want to be treated. Exactly. Exactly. Regardless of exactly. circumstances, who you are, what not you until that. Like, and it was always care. it was always just that you know like that air of oh you know what. Mm. This is this is what I expect, and in line people would fall like, and yeah. you know over time I'm sure there must have been like harder times earlier where people of were course. like, what is going on or what is yeah. this? So even in the earlier stages, what was the process? Of, did you go to a school counselor? Did you mm. what, what did you do? What was that initial part? So in terms of kind of like my mental battle, I had sat in therapy for eleven years. So that's, who, who offered the therapy? By um, so I got offered basically for my GP. You okay. know, kind of going in there and saying I actually feel. You know, it was my mum. <laughs> that forced me to go to a therapist actually if it wasn't for my mum I don't think I would have transitioned as young as I did yeah yeah because she kind of said I you know I came home one day and was like mum I'm attracted to girls imagine I'm 11 years old first mm. year in school mum I'm attracted to girls oh okay so you know you're a lesbian no I'm not <laughs> she goes what do you mean I said well I feel like I should be viewed as a man with a woman and not a woman with a woman she was like right taking you to a doctor you know I don't feel like I understand this you need to speak to somebody and then you know I just got kind of got on put into therapy um, and then eventually I left school. Um, I left school in year nine. What was the reason for leaving? You know, I didn't want to be at an all-girls school no more. I was ready to be a man. I was ready to make my step in transition. I wanted to be respected as a man. And I'd had enough of being at that school. It was just putting me out. Like I felt like I was getting further away from the person I was trying to be. And I couldn't stand it no more. And don't get me wrong, this, mm. was, this was a girls' school where they had to make you look where to kill. But that, that whole process what yeah. pushed you further away yeah. from being like, actually, you know what, I don't even feel yeah. comfortable here. Like, it was good alone. because, I, you know, I wanted to go to... A uh, school that was probably famous around our area in terms of because they wore uh, tracksuit as uniform. Uh, yeah, you know what school yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing was with that school is that I knew that I wouldn't be put in any box by gender given your uniform. Mm -hmm. So being forced to go to a school that makes me wear a skirt, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, you know, I made a decision to leave. I bounced around a couple of exclusion units for a couple of years. Then I just decided to kind of self-educate myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I just read books daily. Eventually ended up in college. And, you know, that was it from then. It was, I, you know, I turned 16, I shaved my head, I changed my name, yeah. I came to college, I'm Kenny now. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's me. Like, that was it. This is my latest yeah. like, offering. Like, that's it if you take it. And, yeah, yeah, like, I wouldn't really accept anything less at that point. Like, mm. You couldn't call me by my old name. I would not respond to you because, yeah. you know, I seen it as a level of respect. I'm telling you that this is how I feel and this is the route that I'm going down. Mm. So either you stand there and you you get you, you support me or you or don't you move yourself yeah from you move yourself the, from yeah, the equation yeah it's true so i kind of you know i made that very clear but i don't think there was really a coming out stage for me because everybody kind of already knew come yeah. on yeah you've seen me for uh, years listen listen that's, so... hey, i was gonna say like one of my <laughs> earliest memories in it like and probably again, in I a tracksuit no yeah no the, the tracksuit that stuff anything can it like anyone can wear trackies but one of my earliest memories was being in um kyle's house mm -hmm. them look we're playing blow for blow and for those of you who aren't like aware of blow for blow it's just when you one person punches punch you your arm. Punch. It's punch for punch, really. Yeah. And I remember, like, like my boys, like who obviously have known Kenny for like ages, were older than me. So where they were, but I remember them like banging <laughs> Kenny in the arm. And then, like at the time, like this was like nine, you were like <laughs> nine or something. Hot <laughs> firming, big, big blows. But yeah. I just remember thinking, like holding yeah. it down, and that yeah. was that was like the, the earlier memories in terms of you um, kind of going to counselling at a younger age. Yeah. Did that allow you to kind of transition at an earlier age, mm -hmm. which then 
would be more beneficial yeah so in terms of i can't speak now on that because the process is very different when i transitioned there wasn't much units or specialist care for people that was diagnosed as transgender so was this real early like yeah, in so their whole kind I of professional kind of, stage yeah in, in terms of the uk and actually setting up units specifically for transgender people yes okay. i was like everything that i kind of went to at that point was classified as like a mental facility or just wasn't kind of designated for transgender people basically mm. you know they kind of just threw me wherever they could fit me tried to get me the help that i needed so you know the first kind of steps that you go through is going to your doctor tell them how you feel they'll try to suggest you to a counselor you have to go through counseling in order to go anywhere down the route of transition so you can't there's no way you can you skip can't jump to step to it's no. literally you're, yeah you, and for how long do you have to go counseling um I'm not sure. My process, I believe it was two years. I have to kind of speak to a counsellor because they want to make sure you're making the right decision. Of course, of course. That's what it is. They need to understand that, you know, this isn't just a phase, you know. So they have to They have to do that. They have mm. to do that. I respect that. And then after that, you'll be referred to a specialist unit and then they'll turn around and they'll start talking you through, you know, the, the, the possible stage that's going to happen. So, you know, like testosterone and things like that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't start testosterone because you have to be 18. You had to be 18. Yeah, because it, it's a steroid. They won't have, you have to be 18 to take that. That's just end off. But bear in mind, I had started therapy from 11. So, and then I got diagnosed as being transgender at 14. So at 16, you know, I was going through a point where I was having periods. Um, you know, my boobs were trying to grow and I just was uh, very uncomfortable with yeah, that. Distressing. Yeah, that was like, was like, like uh, every is... alarm bell in my head was going off. Like, what is happening? Mm. No, no. Mm. Like screaming at myself. Just being confused and not even wanting to talk to anybody about it because no one knew nobody i just felt like nobody knew even if they i just i thought i was the only transgender person in the world at this point like that's it you know and then so they turned around and was like we'll put you on hormone blockers which will basically just stop growth stunt everything so um, hormone blockers until they can give you testosterone yeah at 18, yeah which most people most transgender people don't go through nowadays it doesn't you're usually because you're trans you're waiting so long on waiting lists now that by the time you're 18 you can take the testosterone anyways so blockers rarely happens to many people that are transitioning um so then yeah so i started my uh testosterone at 18 and then they'll talk you through you know surgery so double mastectomy getting mm. your breast removed uh which you, you, you had double mastectomy yeah yeah right? yeah so i had that um i think i was ooh, i think i was mm, 20 19 19 is, is that process like is it raw like and i'm talking mm. raw is in painful like or is it more of I don't even think I was paying attention to the pain. It was the like, I was so the excited. Aftermath. The world couldn't stop me, you know? I remember coming out of surgery with, you know, because you had to put like a binder essentially, which is just like the bandages that they wrap around you That's just right. to hold, yeah, everything in place. And I'm standing on my street, like, <laughs> just like, I don't care. Grinning. I've been waiting too long for this, you know? I, I came out, I was topless the first day I had surgery. <laughs> the first We're day I had surgery. We're just bopping and there was yeah, no I, sun. No I did sun. Not, listen, <laughs> it might as well have been raining in my eyes. It wasn't a sunny day. It wasn't summer. But it was just, I was just so excited to finally feel like, you know, taking the testosterone was great. And I've seen myself change. My voice developed and the facial, facial hair, hair came stuff, through. Yeah. You know, my body started shifting to more of a masculine physique. Mm. But for me, the kind of cornerstone in my eyes was like testosterone, sur- like top surgery, mm. And then, you know, my kind of ideal of a, you know, a successful transition was basically having a beard, a mm. deep voice and a masculine physique. Okay. That was like the three things that I said, I, you know, as a must have for me. So, you know, and I've achieved that now. Yeah. And you, you're saying there's no yeah. pain at all. You're, I think you're just so excited. You're yeah. so happy. There are there were points that, you know, you do kind of feel quite groggy, I would say. But, you know, it's not a painful process. I think the healing 
the healing was like four weeks, you know, and then I was back into the gym by the six. Oh, yeah. And like I said, hey, if what, what's your Instagram, by the way? Just because if anyone's interested and you want to see how how Rick's <laughs> my man, like, honestly, yeah. if you want to, if you want to just have a little look, okay. what's your Instagram for a second? So it's I am Kej. So I am K E J. I am K E J. Yes. And like I said, follow that and support that. One of the hard parts, like, and I think especially nowadays, is knowing at what point you should start giving. Let's say you have a child who's like, oh yeah, you know what? I might want to start transitioning. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the part where a lot of people don't know the right answers or know what they could offer. But mm-hmm. if at 12, your mm-hmm. child was like, I want to transition. Mm-hmm. As a parent, you'd want to be supportive. Yeah. But at what point should someone be allowed to maybe start giving your child drugs yeah. to kind of facilitate that process? Yeah. Um, and at what, how, like you said, the therapy going through counseling is mm-hmm. kind of the assurance. Yeah. But is do you think anyone even needs that assurance? Do you think if someone should just say at twelve, mm. this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. then that's that's the bottom line of that? See, this is a very it's a very hard subject to talk about. Yeah, of but course. honestly, I feel that I don't think it matters about age. I think you kind of okay. When we're teenagers, we all kind of have you know processes or things that we go through, you know. And some people, I don't, you know, the joke is at a transitioning, a lot of the people, I don't know the percentage-wise, but majority of the people that actually think they're transgender are. And it's in the high 90s, to my understanding. So I don't. I think what should happen is, if you feel like, you know, or your child feels like they are transgender, or they feel like they're in a wrong body, don't really, no, don't have to put terminology. Um, I think that they should be offered hormone blockers. Because if I had been offered that, I would have been so much happy sat there looking gender neutral than female. That's all I would want it at that point. And I understand that the testosterone is basically known as the non-reversal stage. Because once you start developing an Adam's apple and a deep voice, this isn't going higher. Like, this is it. So okay. it's kind of the be or end all of the situation. So I can understand why they're so particular on who they want to give it to. And they make you wait out those, you know, years of therapy. So I do definitely think that it should just be like, okay, you know, we're just going to put you on blockers right now. Because that doesn't do any necessarily any harm. Worst comes to worst, you're going to develop, you know your body intended functions a little bit later in yeah. age because the, the actual blockers would like let's say it was it's testosterone blocker. blockers it literally just blocks as yeah, soon as you stop taking it then yeah. your body will yeah kind your of body just... naturally goes back okay. into its normal function so it's okay. not causing I, I don't know i'm not a, i'm not a scientist or a doctor yeah, but course, to my knowledge it doesn't cause any harm mm. you know and i take it i had taken it for two years and it didn't you know it just stunted my growth mm. essentially mm. that was it mm. and you had a supportive mother and people yeah my mum was the most supportive woman up on this planet oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she will support you no matter what you say mm. <laughs> like mm. if it she feels like it's for you and it's the right decision for you and it's you know you're good-hearted yeah she'll support you and yeah. you know she she raised everybody around me as if they were that her child you know not yeah, just me true. she definitely gave me my morals in terms of everyone should be happy and you know do what you do she always used to say to me like i I can remember multiple occasions where she would sit there crying, just saying how happy she was. That you that, were happy. That I'm happy and yeah. that, you know, she always said to me that I'd open the doors for many other people. A hundred percent. What did I just say to you? Like, even I before know. we came on, I yeah. was like, all right, fair enough. Like, where your story is hasn't yeah. finished. Yeah. Because um, we, we were talking about, we'll talk about that a bit later on, but the kind of inspiration and what you could do for one person, maybe listen, is yeah. in- incredible. Because, yeah. like, in terms of, like, suicide rates... Um, it's a lot it's like no but i know that there's been a lot of attack uh, specifically towards transgender women mm-hmm. um there's been a lot of killings and things like that so it's kind of hard for me to hear 
just in general about deaths but it's obviously a lot harder when i know it's about my own kind of community of course yeah. and people not even feeling comfortable enough they would maybe yeah they, they may they you know they may never have the you know the bravery to transition yeah and that to me is very upsetting because i think i could have never put myself through that no i i had to be this person yeah. this is who i was like mm. i couldn't have imagined kind of hiding for many years no it I couldn't do that to myself. Mad. And you haven't. No. And exactly. Like, I'm and proud. Exactly. <laughs> big up. Like, I'm here like, yes, big up your whole self. So, yeah. kind of fast forward in a little bit now. Yes. The so, part. yeah, the, the good, the south, <laughs> the, good the, the south, the south, the Um, You were saying, so what, when did you kind of start getting involved in the media aspect of it? Because okay. I remember seeing an article. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm there minding my own business. <laughs> Like, just, you know, those days in your mind in your own business. And, yeah, now I've seen, like, I, I don't know how the article came into my life, but I remember seeing, like, a Sun report, like, yeah, and I was like, this was, again, one of those times where I hadn't seen you for a while, yeah. and it was like, yo, Kenny's in the Sun. Yeah, no. What was, what was that about? Like, did you reach out to them? Did they no, get at you? I got contacted by them. Okay. Yeah, so, basically what had happened was, taking it back to, I don't know, 2015? Oh, so what, three years ago? Only three years nah, ago? No, let you not. No, take it back more. 2012. Yeah, 2012. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, no, a bit, bit, bit further back. So I was trying to find ways to feel more confident within myself, funny enough. And I was like, my sister suggested that I should get into modeling. I said, okay, don't really know what to do. Don't know, you know. I didn't know about modeling at this point in my life. Were you were you hench at that time? No, I was skinny. Oh yeah, okay. so my transition in terms of weight, I went from seven kg to ten and a half stones yeah. in two years. Yeah. All muscle. All muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, well, just, just to let you it. know, like zero All percent. percent fat. So, well, just, just to let you know, like, okay. Yeah. yeah, so at that point I was very skinny, lacked a lot of self-confidence, you know, needed that boost, was trying to, you know, I was just trying to find myself like any teen. So I approached an agency called Ugly Models. Right. Why? Why? Okay, let me explain ugly models because people say that it's not because I'm ugly, no. Yeah. But um, they basically take on board characteristic models, so it's not It's more about talent as well with them. So you know, they had a. It was kind of like the biggest place you can go to for personality. Like honestly, in terms of like modeling agencies, my sister suggested that I go there. So I said, okay, great, I'm gonna go there. And I went and I auditioned, and they basically said, yeah, we love you. We, you know, we want to sign you. And, and this I, was before you had weight, or you wait? Did you weigh a little stocky at this time? Yeah, I was. Oh, no, I was skinny. I was still. Okay. I was. I was very skinny. Um, and they were just happy with kind of me. You know, I think I've always been the same person. I mm -hmm. feel like people yeah. love that person. So they kind of said, "Yeah, like, well, let's sign you." I said, "Great." So I've been signed to them, and then you know I got approached. You know, they approached me and said, "Oh, the Sun newspaper want to do a piece on you." You know, what do you think about this? And I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, let's let's do it." Um, and they and was kind this of, the first kind of public platform? Yeah, this was this was the first thing that I'd ever did. So for me at that point in time, a lot of things were going through, you know, my mind. I was like, oh my God, you know, this is going to be something I can never come back from. Like, <laughs> am I ready for this? You know, you have to talk yourself yeah, yeah, that, the, Kenny. There's big moments. There's yeah, yeah, certain the, moments yeah. that you really, yeah, you need to, you, yeah, yeah, you need to think like, okay, this can, you're not retracting this. This is staying here for life. Are you ready to be this guy? Like, because your life is going to change. I, di I didn't know it changed this much, yeah. but your life is going to change now. So I was like, okay, do you know what I'm going to do it? So I did the Sun newspaper and it was great. And then I ended up doing uh, Sky. Everybody should know Sky, big, big company. I ended up doing that LGBT campaign, which was like a multiple use of faces, basically saying that, you know, all together in the, the name of the advert was basically just be. So, you know, just okay. be yourself, essentially. Um, so I was proud. I was ha happy to be a part of that. When you kind of first hit the first public platform, yeah. like Sun and in the Sky, mm. was anyone reaching out to you at the time? Like, did you find mm. other people like hitting, was, was social media a thing yeah. properly then? Yeah, yeah. So 
I had always kind of been that influencer essentially on Instagram. So even prior to exposure to press or by the press, you know, I still had people hitting me up like Kenny, you know, I'm struggling with my transition or, you know, just like random questions are who do I talk to about testosterone, little things like that. But um, I did get a lot of feedback and funny enough, it was like girls that I went to school with oh, and yeah. like old school friends, you know, my friend's mums. Like mm. it was more of a local thing when I did the Sun newspaper. Like it wasn't, I did get a lot of attention from strangers and, you know, the public, but majority of, you know, the comments came from basically old school friends, mm. essentially. So yeah. it was kind of good because at that point I was like, okay, you know, well, if everybody else is like, yeah, you know, you're doing good things and why wouldn't the whole world be like, you're doing great stuff. <laughs> you're doing stuff. great stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the start. And then recently I got offered again for a campaign that I didn't believe would go <laughs> as, as viral as no it has. Way. So basically, Ugly My Modeling Agency again hit me up saying, no, there's a campaign. It's to do with periods. And I was so confused. Like, I was like, have they sent me the wrong email? <laughs> like, mm. What, you know, what is this about? And the campaign basically was like, you know, they want to get rid of the taboo around periods. Um, the name of the company is called Pink Parcel. They want to get rid of the taboo around periods um, and that not anybody, not everybody who identifies from women are the only people that experience periods. So I was kind of like, this is very interesting. Like, I love this. You know, let me speak. I wanted to speak to the company directly because I wanted to make sure that it was going to be done in the right way. And nothing would get lost in translation. Yeah, I didn't want it to be like a slaughter towards trans people. I wanted it to be very clear that why I was participating in the campaign. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that the, basically the company had the right ethics. They had the right cause, basically. Yeah. And, you know, after my research and speaking to them, I was like, yeah, do you know what? You know, it's great. And they had a great communications team behind them. Their PR company was amazing. And they made sure that everything, you know, they made me feel reassured the whole way. So what was the actual campaign about? Was so, it was it to discuss period product? Yeah. So basically the company, you know, they're, they're essentially like a, a women's empowerment kind of company. They revolve, their whole company is based on like periods and they sell like packages, you know, with chocolates and things like that. You know, kind of like what every girl wants when they're going for a period, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think they just wanted a campaign to kind of branch out of this. You know, we're in a society now and day and age where gender doesn't mean much. And yeah. I feel like we're slowly running away from gender existing. And I think that's what that company, you know, Pit Pass was trying to put out there that, you know, you know, that's why they decided, you know, to get a trans man to lead a mm -hmm. campaign like this. And I remember going, okay, you know, going to the shoot and just the team being lovely and making sure that everything was okay and I was confident in the campaign and making sure that everything I said wasn't manipulated in any way. Like, everything was so on point, you know. This was a great example of, you know, like, being a part of a massive campaign. And then next thing I know, I, you know, I put myself on Google Alerts and I featured on over 34 publications in less than 40 hours. Yeah, wait, I'm going to get to that part in a second. <laughs> Did you, so when you when they first hit you up, so yeah. I'm trying to just work out the thought process. Yeah. When they first hit you up and they're like, Rob, we want you to, to kind of lead the campaign mm -hmm. on periods. Was, was in your mind, was there like, like, Ra, this is a bit, conf not conflicting, but your yeah, thoughts were conflicting. Yeah. And did that not make you kind of think like, obviously you've done the right thing by approaching them and making sure that they're doing things tastefully. Mm -hmm. But initially were you like, well, this doesn't really align with how I would, yeah. have, or a younger me might have thought? It's, I think it's a very, very weird subject for a trans man to talk about. You know, you spend majority, well, I spent my life basically trying to avoid them. And then now I'm being offered a, a campaign to do them. So for me at first, it was kind of like, what do I do? You know, do I do I participate in this campaign and, you know, take part and be the face of this campaign? Or, you know, do I just leave the world in 
no knowledge. You know, that was it for me. I was like, what do I do? And I was like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. I've been through enough. Like, I should be able to be myself. And if I want to talk about periods, then you want to. I do, will talk yeah, about periods. I experienced periods at one point in my transition. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not trying to hide away from the fact that at one point my you know anatomy was female. Mm. I've ex- I'm accepting of that, and I feel like why can't I talk about it? You know, you, you have women that have had menopause and had periods at some point. What? So are they not entitled to talk about periods? <laughs> they are because they've experienced it. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? That's yeah. my point. So I was like, I do have a right to talk about it because I've experienced it before, although it's not something that's up to date. And I still experience period pains, which all came to blast when obviously I did the campaign, which mm. I was comfortable with. But, you know, I feel like it was a, something that people didn't necessarily think about. And a lot of the comments that I got through social media was like, oh, I never actually thought of, things like that you know you so don't this is what i'm saying yeah. and in terms of like educating society like there are so many things that we never know yeah and you will never know either until you've lived in that per- or you've gone through that person's experience or you have been that person yeah. at some point someone can only explain how they feel and especially in society now like i feel like we're in a place where people are explaining a lot about their internal feelings about how they feel towards sexism and yeah. um, to, to their sexuality to everything yeah. so the, my only my only thing i say is if someone says something ignorant, they should be educated. Yeah, at least be educated. And once you've educated them, then if they do something ignorant or say yeah. something ignorant again, then they've made a, a, they've a made conscious a choice. Yeah. If an ignorant comment has come out and someone's like, oh, you've educated me, I swear to you, I didn't know that, thankful. Mm. Like, that is what we need to do. We need yeah. to approach humans in that sort of manner. Agreed. I think we're in, I, it can be quite scary for some who want to tread on eggshells because they're just afraid of offending everyone. But the problem is, obviously, you should think before you speak always. But there are things that I will never know how to explain unless I just say it in the most basic of terms. I know. Um, So I think everyone deserves to be educated. And it's conversations like you and you've done an amazing job of pushing that education to the forefront. Like, bro, what what should I be afraid of? I know. I think that I've definitely, you know, I had, I I remember having this one comment on my Instagram and it was a mother that basically turned around and was like, you know, my child, you know, thinks he's transgender. You know, he knows he's trans. And he's experiencing periods now. And, you know, having you there, you know, as good as you look in your transition and, you know, that I'm so happy that you put this out there. And I could honestly, I could feel the vibration from what she said to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I could imagine how my mum felt, you know, at that age where I was experiencing periods. And, you know, it was a very awkward place to be in my life. But, you know, most of the feedback that I got was positive, like yeah. majority, like a good percentage. So mm. I was very happy with that. And I was, I was proud that I had managed to be the front of such a powerful campaign to be honest you know i felt like it was a blessing so boom we fast forward that a little mm. bit you've gone on what google yeah and... so just google and my phone bing, bing, listen bing, got bing, to the point bing. where my phone just stopped working <laughs> i swear, it just I froze. swear to you like so it just started popular. vibrating consistently i couldn't touch anything it turned off multiple times like it just wasn't making sense <laughs> I sat there with um, my close friend and business partner lily and she's kind of like comforting me because i'm like what's happening like what <laughs> so when did you first realize that this is actually made like, like this some impact this is so, yeah. this is actually getting a bit so, out of control yeah. you know like i literally sat on in my living room i remember like oh my god what the hell is happening right now you know how like where is this like who's giving it to them like, how are they finding <laughs> this like i was i was oh i didn't even know i was just flabbergasted I, I just didn't understand what was happening and so yeah google alerts and everything and i was like let me i just got to the point where i had to like google myself like every hour because I was just like, what's happening? And then like, someone else is tagging me in something on Facebook. And I got my sister, you know, approaching me saying her friends have seen this and she's sending me screenshots and my friends are calling me. I was like, what the hell wildfire. is happening? On social media, yeah. when something's a wildfire. It just fire, blew. Right? There's, yeah, you it can't, crazy. you can't. So that happened. And then I ended up doing um, an interview for Mail Online. 
I did one for BET as well. BET.com. Did they reach out to you yep, or they just... they emailed me. Okay. They, they wanted an exclusive interview, so they emailed me. Um, the rest of it was more like traction, so I got featured in like Teen Vogue. Yeah, Teen Vogue. Teen I was so... That, that was a proud moment for me. <laughs> um, people, uh, Pink News... Oh man, there was multiple. Like I, was, it was just incredible. I was, I was just happy, and there's a lot more that's come from it now because I'm being offered a lot of big campaigns. So. Yeah, because at this point, obviously, mm. you're not gonna disclose too much. Yeah, but no, earlier not. you were discussing that you might yeah. be fronting some major yeah, campaigns. Yeah, some major campaigns for some major brands. Some major brands. Major like, brands. You're, you probably know them. Do you know what I mean? It's one mm. of those things. Um, we, you know, we're, we're in discussions right now. We're, we're in agreement. You know, it's just contract work at this point, but. Yeah, some big campaigns probably coming at like Pride time. Okay. This year. So how how do you feel? So now you're now you're maneuvering your way through this, and you didn't have anyone who you looked up to to say, yep. all right, they know what they're doing. How how does that work in terms of management? Do okay. you do you have do you have a manager firstly, and does that manager understand your what you how to best represent you? Okay. Okay, so I have no manager. Managerless. I just have like yeah, just no manager. So, so they've been big people. Have been yeah, you. big people. Like I'm getting emails from companies that you know I I never expect emails from. Let's be real. Um, and I'm just sat there like, how do I best manage this? And honestly, I think it's quite hard to maneuver yourself around having no manager because you don't know how much to charge. You don't know you know in terms of contracts. You don't know what to expect. You don't know you know you don't know the industry well enough to kind of negotiate essentially because yeah. you don't know what you're negotiating for at this point so i've just kind of been going off my own instinct and i have a close friend that's very popular in the media as well at the moment um and she's killing it yeah and she's been very supportive of me so um, so realistically without like someone like your close friend yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who, who, who's gone through similar processes yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of hard to to ask someone like how do i best manage this yeah. person how do i even get money out of that yeah it's very difficult that kind of pans into like other industries and mm. like when you're especially with like a lot of like urban culture growing and like a lot of people don't know how to put you a don't. price to themselves like we've it's... come from environments where no one taught us how to deal with our you finances don't deal with money, exactly. how to you best approach about. these people and, and be in boardrooms with like leeches and like hawks like yeah. you're there just like a uh, hundred pound and I'm signing my life away like <laughs> why not accidentally, <laughs> where, where, <laughs> what, a, a cherry bee god damn that you should have just said like and like that's the problem isn't it yeah. like like, it's, it's, it's difficult it is mm. difficult i feel like just follow your instinct i mean obviously speak to people around you do you know what i mean get the best advice you can but most of it i've always been a business person do you know what i mean that's always been me i'm about my money do you know what i mean i've known not necessarily about Big money trader, just, no. I, yeah exactly trading exactly i own my own trading company i have done for many years so negotiating has always been something that's in my blood i did sales years before this i was in customer service prior to that you know i've worked in i've worked internationally i've always kind of had to manage myself so i don't feel like you know it's quite intimidating when you're talking to big brands i think that's the most important thing it's intimidating because you don't want to say oh i want this much or i expect this and they're just like no we don't want you no more you don't want to turn down but, an opportunity based on what you think your value is but you don't know value right yeah. now so it's but hard. i think the fear of is you, you're trying to appease them like but like, oh, they might not yeah. want me it's like yeah. no you approach me i'm yeah, telling no. you like right now i'm I'm worth what I'm telling you I'm worth like <laughs> exactly trust me like I think it's different for me because it's like when I look at media right now not in a big-headed way at all but I think in terms of the UK scene for transgender men but what influencer what mm. model is there that has the most exposure that I do right now mm. there isn't one and that I feel like is my niche and that's why I feel like I have a lot more room for negotiation um but 
you know, just kind of follow your instincts, do your research. And, and just, integrity as well. Like, yeah. Because the problem is you might get approached by a lot of big brands and mm. they might not always have your best interests at heart. Of course, um, you've got to make sure that they're managing, that you know, they're, they're putting you in the right light. Of course, and those conversations you have behind mm. closed doors of, mm. oh, this is how the campaign is. And then next week when the campaign's yeah. out, it's like, it might I, be different. What did you look, what are you not playing at? Yeah. So it's making sure no one can try and pull the wool over your eyes and try to spin you in a web and stuff. Yeah. Is, is kind of the, the, I totally agree. I think my biggest suggestion is make sure that everything's an email. Yeah, just written, so, written yeah, logs of yeah, information. Everything, like just keep everything there. Um, you know, make it clear to the company in terms of you know what you want to be seen as, what your story is, and what you're trying to say to everyone. Because when I sit there and I think of myself, I want to be known as I support anything positive. I'm about empowering people. I love providing people with knowledge, wherever it is. And you know, I make sure that when I speak to a brand or a company, whatever it is, that that is you know this is me. So if you're not going to represent me as that. I don't want to do business with you. You know, I don't want to destroy my morals based on signing a deal for whatever money. Like, money comes and goes. Like, I'm over that. Mm, money know? stays coming and going. Like, honestly, the future's looking mad bright for you. Yes. And I'm actually very, very happy for you. Thank and I'll you. say it, like, it. as long as you're happy, everything should just, you know, yeah. that is the positive vibe that the world needs to be, man. Yeah. And more authenticity is all I can try and encourage, yeah, man. Definitely. So just kind of, like, wrapping up the show, what would you say to your younger self? hold in there honestly hold on. hold on like because oh, like i was very up i wasn't okay to everybody else i seem like this happy very outgoing child and i that's always been me do you know what i mean it's always been me but there was a lot of hard times that i just thought not necessarily that i'm not gonna pull through i'm not being dramatic or anything but you know you're just kind of like how how am i gonna go on with my life like how am i gonna date someone and be normal how am I, you know, my dad wasn't really accepting at the beginning of my transition, you know. How am I going to deal about having a father figure in my life? And I know it sounds silly and these are little things, but all these little things add up to the person you are today. And I wanted to make sure that I feel like a lot of people that are bad people, not necessarily, okay, bad people, they do bad things in this day and age, come from the fact that they've been abused or mistreated when they're younger. Hurt and people I, hurt people. Exactly, right? exactly. I love that phrase, exactly. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that person. And I just needed to make sure that I wasn't that person. And I was a hurt person. I was a hurt young man. And I just decided that I was done with being, you know, being sorry for myself. And, you know, I knew I was so much better. I have such a person, I have a lot of strength. And I just, you know, I said to myself, I have to, I have to go forward. I have mm. to, I have to keep going. And who you are can't necessarily be defined as no. like a shell. Like you yeah, can't. Yeah, no, no, no situations you've been in me for. The like, source is like, you know what I mean? You're, you know what I mean? It's too much more than a physical presence. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? There's so much more. Like just honestly, just do what would make you happy, you mm. know? And, and go to the gym a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get wham from early. <laughs> yeah. what, what are your hopes for the future for like other trans individuals or just mm -hmm. the kind of society? What what would be like the last like words that you would like to leave? What, yeah. I think that if there are, you know, young trans men and women that are trying to get into the media, now is your time. You know, be you, be positive. You know, we're in a, a generation where gender is not that much of a care anymore. Like, there's, so, there's a lot of people now that are trans that are out in the media. So they've they've broken that ground for you. Like, you're okay. It's safe here. <laughs> Be yourself. To, do you know what I mean? That's all, I, I think that's what it is. Just, it's okay. And, and in terms of what I want to do, I'm just going to put it out there because I feel like the universe listens to me. I want to be featured in GQ, Vogue, um, and Huffington Post. You heard it here first. So GQ, Vogue, Huffington Post. Yes, those nice. are those are the ones that I'm going for. So the day that you see that, know that I'm very grateful. You <laughs> can straight into the universe, bro. I, I honestly, I wish you nothing but luck. You don't need luck. 
you're paving the way, man. Like, you, and keep it. paving that way with yes. integrity, authenticity, man. And you know, what I mean, you, you're a shining light for others. So, big thank up you. your whole self, and thank you for coming on today. No Can you just give them your socials again? Because I really don't want them missing out. <laughs> uh, I want them to follow your journey no, of course, and really of know, like, this, 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 this guy is definitely worth watching. Yeah. So, so everything is I am Kedge. So I am K E J. I use Twitter a bit. But mostly Instagram is the best way. I'm active on there and Facebook as well, which is more of a personal interaction. But yeah, come follow my journey. But guys, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. He's got a parking ticket that he needs to pay. <laughs> yeah. Peace out.